Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, as far as you know, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing video, podcast, radio, extreme, extravaganza, festival of lights. <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily Thursday, because we do release this as a podcast. Am I necessarily your host, Jack? Uh, I don't know that or not, but uh, I'm probably also a host named Riff. And I'm also a host, uh, I'm a hostess Cupcake, and uh, I'm Hot Stuff. Riff, are you a host because your name is Legion, for you are many? <laughs> That's right, we are many. Shall I drive that host into a herd of swine, and then drive that herd of swine? Uh, you know, Jesus didn't actually drive that herd of swine off of a cliff. Uh, that was just a thing that they made up for a Disney oh. documentary. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that was an SUV. <laughs> yeah, Jesus drove, it. Jesus drove my hot rod off the side of a cliff. <laughs> And then he just stepped out and walked on the air as the hot rod exploded <laughs> oh, yeah. into a fireball. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, I really wish that you had been there back in Galilee. <clears throat> Too bad that it took 2,000 years for them to reinvent SUVs afterwards. So here's the thing. Did Jesus go to a lot of places? Because Jesus is... Uh, so here are, the, here are the places that I associate He was born in with. Bethesda. Here are the... Yeah, sure. Okay. And then he went to... Um, uh, Detroit. <laughs> and then he went to Gallifrey. <laughs> what? Yeah. And then he visited Megatron. <laughs> uh, no, Metatron. Shit. Right. Okay. So no, that was the, ser- the, the sermon from Metatron. Here are the places that I associate with Jesus. Yeah. Nazareth. Yeah. Bethlehem. Yeah. Uh, are those different? Because he was Jesus of Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem. So like he like his parents moved after he was born. Okay, because they, they moved out of that stable that yeah. they were hanging out in because <laughs> the, there was no room at the, the military because his dad was military, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was in the carpenter armada. I mean, that was the only thing the carpenters did back then. Was right, was build, build boats, boats, right? Like arcs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so sorry, you were saying okay, so Galilee, Bethlehem, then where? Nazareth. Nazareth. Yeah. Why was he Jesus of Nazareth if he was born in Bethlehem? I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I think he was. I think his parents were traveling. His his mom got pregnant all of a sudden, and then uh, she had to have a kid. And I mean, I don't know for a fact that he was born in Bethlehem, but that's what come they told me. Pahrumpa, yeah, pom-pom. I mean, there's manger, 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 manger. <laughs> sure, that's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wasn't there? I mean, he he had all those like uh, Roman run-ins, right? Okay, yeah. So he must have been in Rome. No, no. When in, I'm not saying, well, when I'm not in saying Rome. he was in Rome. Oh man, what happens when you ask a uh, Tobor where Jesus was born? He would say manger, Will Robinson. So okay. I don't know if Tobor is the robot from <laughs> Lost in Space or not. Tobor's just robot backwards. I uh, okay. That's just uh, dumb. Listen, I mean, a lot really, of people, a lot of people just look at s- me and they say you're the kind of guy. Jick, that does not immediately recognize when one word is another word backwards. But I'm here to tell you that I am not that kind of guy. So, uh, what was it? Uh, the guy that wrote uh, Wayside Stories from sa- some Sideways School, Louis Sackar, I think. Um, he Did wrote he also write Holes? He wrote Holes, okay. and the, the main character from Holes was Stanley Yelnats, which... It took me a couple pages to realize that his last name was just his first name backwards. Right. Were all of the holes dug in a crispy English muffin at the Eureka Bakery? They were not. Uh, Riff, what things did you not realize were backwards until a few minutes later? Um, 
Yeah, I realize that I'm, I, <laughs> a lot I'm, of I, your inability to come up with funny questions is the fact uh, that funny they answers are to the questions that I ask. Ridiculous yeah, questions. or the fact that my questions are ridiculous. But <laughs> you've got nothing to do while Hot Stuff and I are making dumb jokes, except sit there exactly. and come up with an answer to every possible jokes. But I have question. to be able to predict the questions you're going to get. You're going to give me. It's how not many that years easy. do we have to work together before you gain that ability, Riff? <laughs> I think so. What I was, I think all of this was leading up to. Uh, I don't know why uh, that I, Jerusalem is also thing because didn't he also go to the the main temple and be like, stop money lending? Yeah, yeah. right. Jews, or was that just like the local temple? I don't know. I thought it was like the big. I thought it was like the main temple. But and maybe did he go to the and something wall. about figs. He didn't like figs. Yeah, there was there was some sort of grove on a okay. hill. Then he went to the desert. Where was the desert? Uh, dude, I don't know. So, okay, so here's what we do. We geotag all of Jesus's Flickr photos. Okay. Figure out the midpoint of them and then figure out how far that dude could probably walk in 40 days. And then that's where the desert was. Okay. It took him 40 days to get to the desert, right? That was the... Because he was trying to get to Burning Man. Are you, <laughs> and he had, like, he had like a super rad art car. Do uh, Are you confusing the 40 years with the 40 days? Or was there also a 40 days? Was he in the desert for 40 days? Yeah, 40 days and 40 nights is how long Jesus spent. Like, the reason that Lent is the length that it is is because that's how long Jesus oh. spent in the desert. So that's, that's how just, long you go that, without not. I didn't know that there were two deserts with 40s associated with them. Yeah, okay. did, I mean, because the flood was also 40 days and 40 nights. Is that just a coincidence? Is 40 just like a popular number or something? Well, I think maybe 40 was just biblical for a lot. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because nobody could count that high. Right. Well, so, I mean, which is why, like, <laughs> you when need, like, today two we try to, to estimate that high. how many dicks George Washington had, we will also just, you know, 40 is a shorthand for a lot of dicks. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to redo a Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, based on, based on new evidence. Well, Mount Rushmore keeps coming up. A couple days ago, oh I, yeah, <laughs> I sent a text to my girlfriend to Mount Rushmore. That said, I just shat the Mount Rushmore of turds. <laughs> like you could see four faces. Yeah, in it? it had four faces in it. Yeah, huh. the faces of each of the slices of super heavily cheese laden pizza you that know, I had eaten the day before. Did you? And you just ate the pepperoni pizza, right? I did. Because the. Other pizza had even Other more cheese. Other pizza had even more cheese. Even more faces? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I read recently that the, uh, the guy the that, that carved Mount Rushmore calculated the length of time it took granite to erode and, like, added that much yeah. extra thickness to the carvings. Yeah, he so added, it's like, not actually going to be done for another 100 million years, years or whatever. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean he added that much more thickness? Yeah, well, so he decided what he wanted it to look like, and then he just made it bigger by that far. Wait, what? Yeah, so it doesn't... <laughs> because it's volumetric, right? Like, Well, is it? How does that even work? Because, like, it's going to erode the do surface. Do the proportions not change? If you just go out in every direction, it will, do so the like, proportions I think that, not like, change? Because examine, think about the nose, right? If the nose starts... <laughs> consider the nose. Consider the nose. <laughs> it, if it decays, let's assume it's a cone, right? Because all, <laughs> right. Of, all of those presents are right. yes, clowns. Right. Assume a spherical cone. A conical nose on a frictionless infinite plane. <laughs> um, 
if 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 it is if the surface area of that is degrading over a specific amount of time, it's gonna it's gonna dramatically change the way that those faces look. You lose detail if you like. So a, a three dimensional object. Yes. If you if like. It doesn't really mean anything to add three inches to the outside of that, right? Well, because it's not all like the you features get the are going to get further thing. apart, right? Like they're going to look; these are going to look like little th- thalid- little thalidomide thalid- presidents, babies, thalidomide presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A flipper Roosevelt, right? That's what they called him. Now, a lot of people don't know that about a Teddy Roosevelt, but he actually had no arms. <laughs> you know, it was like because there wasn't really television then, mm. and they didn't, you know. That explains why teddy bears have no fingers. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Old mitten hands, they called him. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he managed to be a super duper badass despite not having any fingers. Is that why most dolphins are named mittens in memory of him? Oh, I thought you were going to say most dolphins are named Rosie. Did, uh, did you read the article about dolphins calling each other by name? Uh, no, but I feel like that's a thing that I've known about for a year or two. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought that was relatively recent. Yeah, but their names are all Rosie. Oh. That's well, why Rosie the Riveter was actually named after a dolphin. dolphin. Yeah, okay. and um, the, the hand at the end of the bicep was a prosthetic. Like uh, her entire forearm. Oh, yeah! It was just like it was I made can by, do it. It was, it was made and by like, a man. In, in super small type it. was with prosthetics. <laughs> I can do it because a man formulated this prosthetic arm for me. All I have is this fucked up flipper bicep. Wow! I can't even grow a real head of lady hair. <laughs> That's what Rosie said. Wow! And yeah, then she I'm, said, I'm cheap, sure cheap, cheap. And then she blew listeners a, are she blew loving an that air ring in the water. <laughs> That's what I look, man. It's this is just okay. history. This it's is just okay history. that dolphins can't work in a factory. They could totally hold a drill in their their mouth. Beak. Beak. Yeah. I went to an aquarium this weekend. Oh, yeah? How was mom. it? There was a thing where it said you could touch an octopus beak, but I don't really think it was an octopus beak. I think it was just a piece of plastic shaped like an octopus oh, beak. Oh, like an actual octopus beak. Like, not just like a facsimile. No, I'm pretty sure it was just a plastic facsimile. Well, okay. No. I, but that wouldn't be an octopus beak. I know. That was my point. Okay. So my you think point was that this was a disappointing, shitty aquarium. I yeah, see. like No, it wasn't really a shitty aquarium. It was I, a small aquarium. I hear that you're supposed to go to Monterey Bay. Yeah, and yeah. not the aquarium of the bay on Fisherman's Wharf. Wharf. Yeah. yeah. We went to, uh, we went to uh, the Jura Deli Square Jure also, Square. but it was, uh, it was not an estate, so I couldn't avail myself of any of the treats. I did not go to any of these places because I was uh, working. I was working. You know what I was working on? A clan dungeon. I was working on a clan dungeon. Yeah, you were. I was. I was working on. Uh, I was working on balancing the boss fights so that people get super disappointed in yep. them eventually. <laughs> and I was reading the devlog from my phone, and every once in a while yeah, that texting, was creepy. Uh, texting hot stuff to correct something that he had said. I can't do this because I'm stupid. And I would text him, "You're not stupid, buddy. You just aren't thinking straight. <laughs> yeah, because you're drunk. Yep." <clears throat> yeah, that was the other thing. You didn't go because you were too drunk to ride the train. Yeah, I'm excited about how wow, drunk people how are going to be to have fight to be these to bosses. Not be able to ride a train. I know. Ask hot stuff. Pretty drunk. Yeah. Um, I just I just did a count. There are 175 new items associated wow. with this dungeon. That's a lot of items. Yeah, and I mean yeah. there will eventually be 181 if you extend related to this dungeon out a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, and at least, and yeah. we don't know. And it's possible that... Uh, how many new effects are there, do you think? That's a thing that we didn't think about. Well, let me see if my shit is I still can think open. of at least a dozen. Um, 
Yeah. So how many new, here's the thing. How many new outfits do you think there are? Seven. Okay. In fact, I'm certain that there are exactly and precisely seven. Okay. Uh, All right. So let's see. Effects. There are... They start early, early, earlier than you might think. They do. Uh, Oh, man. That was probably my favorite joke in an effects name that wow, I have that's ever really good. made. Is the one that's highlighted on my screen right now that you guys can't see. Uh, yeah, this is an in, this is an in joke uh, between me and Riff about farts. So that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, you know I think we could probably spoil the name of the effects and it would be okay. <laughs> okay, so let's see. There are um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. This is great. Four. Yeah, I mean, this is a podcast where we count stuff. Um, I think these are so. There's this fourteen plus. There's all those eleven effects in the middle. Twelve. Yeah, people aren't like gonna like. There's there's 26. a dozen effects that people are not gonna like. Yeah, they are. So twenty six, then plus five more. Oh yeah, and there's a thirty one. So so forty basically. Thirty five. Thirty five. At least thirty five. I think there's probably four. No, and then forty. Yeah, yeah. forty. Yeah, okay. there are precisely good. forty. Riff, yeah. good job. Or were you? <laughs> there's were a you lot looking? of effects. Were you reading ahead in the book? <laughs> yeah, I was just figuring trouble? we did it in a biblical sort of way. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah, there are a lot. The, these effects begat a lot. Did you guys used to get in trouble in school? For reading ahead. when it became your turn to read, you Having had no idea where the fuck the slow-ass rest of your dumbass classmates were <laughs> in reading aloud, and then you got yelled at, even though the problem is that everybody else is stupid and not you? Well, I think reading aloud is inherently slower than reading uh, silently. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that... I mean, I feel like that's a truth. For us... It for is. everybody. Who knows? What about for dummies? Right. What about for dummies and fatties and reading, lazy, reading dumb fatties? for dummies? Yeah. What about people who are so fat that they can't see past their own fat, stupid eyelids? Wow. That's a thing that happens, right? Uh, I don't fat, even know. Fat blindness. Fat, that's fat what they call eyelids, it. yeah. Yeah, that's what they eyelids call that. Eyelids too heavy to, to lift. F- F-E-S. Fat eyelid syndrome. No man is an eyelid? Sure. Okay. Nomadic eyelids. Nomadic That's when your eyelids like move around your traverse. body, and every oh, once in a while you're like, creepy. "Why can't I poop?" Oh, right, because my eyes are closed. <laughs> I think this also explains your Rushmore problem. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. My my eyelashes trace little. Uh, well, you, what you need to do is wait a couple thousand years for your granite eyes to erode a little bit, and then you'll have okay. no problem. I do take my eyesight for granite. That's true. Oh. <clears throat> You're gonna get some new uh, new glasses soon. I right? do. I, I do get some new glasses. My glasses are basically always dirty because the scratches read as dirt to my stupid broken eyes. <laughs> is it? I need to take them and learn to see again. Is it possible that you're holding your glasses at arm's length so that you can actually see? what's going on on them instead of uh listen my glasses are not like my loved ones (laughs) i have no problem i have no problem being intimate with my glasses okay that also might be a problem yeah that might also be why they're dirty that might explain a lot of the the issues with your lenses yeah it, it it like I have, as I've gotten older, learned to distinguish between, like, my face grease and my dick grease. Yeah. <laughs> and it does look like dick grease on the lenses. That's, um... I feel like I've, hmm. I've mentioned this on, on the podcast before, but it's been at least a year. Uh, back when I was doing a lot of photography, um, one of the best ways to repair a negative that had a scratch in it um, was, was to... Was to fuck it. Well, <laughs> correct. Uh, but then you would rub your nose on it, because nose grease... 
did had this magical property of just sort of filling in these scratches. You had to be really careful because nose grease also is really good at trapping little tiny hairs and shit in it. Um, but assuming that you could get just pure nose grease on a uh, on a negative, it it rem- like remarkably uh, fixed all kinds of scratch issues. This Ren and Stimpy esque image of nose grease with little bitty hairs in it, brought to you by <laughs> Hot Stuff's former career as a professional photographer. Yes. These are all like things that you just don't have to worry about with fucking Photoshop. Like Photoshop is so much better than a dark room in so many ways. Yeah, you just hit Shift N G for nose grease, yeah. <laughs> and it loads that uh, that negative. I think there's tool. a lot less cancer uh, from Photoshop than there is from dark rooms. Oh yeah, I, I I think it is entirely possible that I have taken multiple years off of my lifespan by the amount of time I spent in a dark room. It's a weird thing, though, right? Because that measures like that are, weird. are not meaningful. I mean, they're, yeah, they're not <laughs> meaningful because they're always across a population, right? I mean, they're like sure. you look at a population, you look at the average number of like years lived by somebody who smokes cigarettes, and you say that a cigarette takes five minutes off of your life, but not in any way that means anything or makes any sense at all. I mean, it was five minutes that you wasted doing something stupid. <laughs> you mean something fucking awesome? You don't, you have no idea. I don't. You have and I don't no really room want to talk. An idea. You don't, and you will never understand how awesome it is to just fucking have a cigarette. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, do you guys want to answer some questions about uh, the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet video game? Sure. Okay. That's that's that is what we're here for, after all. Um. Cool. One two three zero oh, nine. That's a pretty cool username. Cool, 12309. Is 12309 something that I should understand as a reference to something? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it's maybe it's a reference to this guy. He's a junior guild member. He joined in uh, September of 2012. Never forget that. 90210 backwards, but just not. It's not even... Uh, it's not very close at all to 90210 backwards. See... I know, close. as we've established earlier in this episode, <laughs> some people think that I'm the kind of guy who it's doesn't know when one thing is something else backwards. It's 110 off from 90210 backwards. 110 is a lot. 111? What it's if 111 you, Okay, off. so would you not want to live an extra 110 years? 111, sorry. I you, can't how many math. cigarettes would you have to smoke to take 110 years off of your life, Kevin? Hot stuff. Fuck. All of them, maybe? Oh, yeah, all the cigarettes? Yeah. There are a lot of cigarettes. You know, that was a thing that I thought was a pretty, uh, a pretty interesting aspect of the stand. Started talking about, like, fuck, man. Like, everybody's dead. There's no cigarette factories anymore. What are we going to do? And so they kept smoking cigarettes, but then the cigarettes just got older and older and grosser and grosser, and nobody was making new cigarettes. And then they all just sort of quit. You know, that was something that was not really explored a ton in The Road, too. It was like... He talked about sort of being worried about canned goods having gone bulimic or whatever. Yeah, that's what happens to canned goods. Um, so it starts out with their father uh, abandoning them. Right. And, uh, they, <laughs> because they, of the apocalypse. And then the canned goods like slowly develop a model where their self-worth is, is determined entirely by how attractive they are to abusive male figures that they right. seek out to yep. fill the void in, in their psyche left by their, their abandoning father. Yeah. Yep. For a long time, they just eat nothing but lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but like... They seemed to find a bunch of canned goods that were still good, you know, five, ten years on. I don't know how, how likely that would be. Yeah, I don't know how long canned goods... I mean, I think it, you, you start to... It starts to actually become a thing where... Because I feel like if we go to a grocery store right now, you're not supposed to eat a dented can of beets. But a dented can of beets is fucking fine, right? Well, it's, it's, it's probably is the dent not fine in, in 10 or is the years. dent out? 
right? Like, I think that's that's the well, difference. Yeah, sure. I mean, you definitely don't want to eat a swollen can of beets, right? Because I think that's the problem, right? Because that's that's when it's got uh, it's got something growing. Bucolic in there. It's got something growing. Yeah, it's it's bucolic. It's a uh, <laughs> it has become bukowskied. It's just right. like fuck. I'm drunk and depressed. <laughs> I can't. I can't actually think of the word that I'm thinking of. I know botulism? it's a B. I know it's a B. Botulism. Botulistic. Fucking botulism. Yeah. Okay. Botu- wow. Yeah. Botastic. <laughs> Botoxed. Botoxic. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Uh, cool. One two three zero oh, nine zero oh, two one zero oh, says. Hmm. Well, we still have tomorrow's. So. No idea what the fuck you're talking about there, buddy. Uh, just in case it doesn't get answered, will the August item of the month correspond with the clan dungeon coming out? Not no. not explicitly, although I would be surprised if we don't tie it in in a way. I think that there are there are a bunch of things which become more important uh, because of certain mechanics that we're introducing that I think we yeah. will we will likely tap into those with this thing. Yeah. Although we haven't really been thinking about it while we balance all these mechanics, but eh. that tends to be what we do. Yeah. We make a thing and we're like, well, how much of X can people get? Let's set the goalpost somewhere around there and then not be careful about adding more, right? <laughs> like, we want, but I mean, it's that's just like part of the deal, right? Like, we don't want the slime tube now to be as much of a hassle as it was four years ago when we released it, right? Or however long ago that was. How long ago was the slime tube? I think it was a long time. When did I go to New York? It's been multiple years. When did I get divorced? No, it's certainly been multiple years. But did I get divorced in 2009? I don't... The problem is I don't think of time in that way. Like, I don't think of what happened in what year. Yeah. So I... I read a lot of legal documents that said the years I was married. (laughs) I think it was 2006 to 2009. So, yeah, I think it was maybe four years ago, around now that I was in New York, and we made the slime tube. That was pretty good. I mean, we we did that very specifically with the understanding that it was going to just get easier easier over time. Right, but I mean, we do a lot of that kind of shit, right? I mean, like, we look at something, and I mean, maybe part of it is us, like, sort of making it so we do pay attention to these... Like, when we want something to be interesting, we look in some disused corner, and then that brings it to our attention, and so then we start doing more of it, you know? There was, like, that time when C.D. Moyer pointed out that I had a real hard-on for combat items. Right. And sometimes I like making a lot of skills. Canifar40 says, Wow, you guys went all out on the clothing candy. Very nice. How exactly do you guys balance Halloween candy? That is a good question, and it is a good question for Hot Stuff, who is primarily responsible for balancing Halloween candy. Uh, I mean, part of it is how difficult is it to acquire the outfit? Um, you know, and it costs four turns to get a Halloween candy. A single candy. piece, yeah. And so that's fucking huge. That is a really large in, expenditure. Yeah, and in, it, it, it happens a couple times a year. In the resource management calculus of KOL, Halloween candy for a particular outfit is crazy precious. I... <laughs> While maybe I'm I'm underestimating our player base, I cannot imagine people getting the full clothing outfit for multiple multis, right? I can't even really imagine them getting it for a single multi. Yeah, but like some number of hundreds of people did. Like I was well, got really it for the surprised. Mains. Yeah, almost. I was definitely. really surprised at how many of those had gotten got. I think that's great. Yeah, 
No, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's not like a fuck. But so, I want also, nobody to play this stupid game. As time goes on, there are there are a bunch of candies that have pretty reasonably powerful effects. And as time goes on, it, because we keep introducing interesting candy effects, it becomes harder and harder to get any particular candy, just in terms of the number of like people like having to spend turns on Halloween. Yeah. So, like, and you know, the, Halloween also happens in the middle of you wanting to do a bunch of other stuff like do challenge paths and stuff like <clears throat> I think candies are a good way to have relatively rare high powered potion items yeah um, that will always sort of be available in the long term but in the short term are fairly precious and that's great mm. I also took in writing them I took the opportunity to add a just a little taste of potential future plot hook for that stuff and hmm. that that greatly amused me to put such a thing inside Halloween candy. Yep. That was just su- such an odd thing that's sort of, I don't know, emblematic of how our game works. Scary stuff is fun. Halloween is the just the best holiday. Yep. Like, it just is. Halloween is just the best holiday I also for really a nerd. Like Christmas, though. No, but Christmas is... Like... Sure, I, I you know I guess we we hook in with Crimbo to a, a a like a cultural enjoyment of Christmas, but Christmas is not Christmas is not interesting, right? Christmas is sort of like heartwarming. It's like a it's like a time for togetherness and being nice to each other. And right. Halloween, just from a, from the perspective of a person who's into video games Halloween is like it's a kind of an inherently antagonistic thing right like it is trick-or-treating yeah well trick-or-treating is and it's also like centered around you know I mean I guess it's like centered around like mortality fear and like just things that are working against you right like Mm -hmm. things that things that are fun to think about but only insofar as you're just sort of like joking about things that you don't really want to think about, right? Like you don't naughty nurses and and <laughs> evil things that you don't want to see, right? You want to like it is cool to look at a heavy metal album cover and see like a hooded figure with a scythe, but like if you actually turned around and it's like, oh fuck, the Grim Reaper is real, lame. <laughs> I mean, awesome, but also lame. Well, is it lame? Is it lame or is it lame? Like shit, the Grim Reaper is real, and yeah, in my and, bedroom, yeah, and I can see him. So fuck. Yeah, that's what you said, right? But like, Halloween is Halloween is a more sort of conflict-driven holiday, right? Than literally any other holiday, which are never at all conflict-driven, unless you consider well, love to be Day. a battlefield, yeah, yeah. in which case Valentine's Day is another conflict-driven. Right. Like, I'm thinking Same about joke. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, that, was sure. a, okay. that was a pretty okay. sweet right. celebration. Um, there was the Christmas Killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Zodiac Killer. There was, I mean, Gremlins. <laughs> that was Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard, yeah. Gremlins are the Christmas Killer. We, we, we have made, uh, uh, Jick and I have made a tradition of watching movies set at Christmas but aren't explicitly Christmas movies on Christmas and we've done this for two years now and I think we're running out of the, yeah. the easy we ones. need to watch the ref yeah yeah 
I watched that at Thanksgiving last year. So. Mm. Well, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's good. It's definitely good. It's definitely and awesome. also, always love actually. See, there's no conflict in that movie. Home Alone is in the winter, but Home not Christmas. Christmas. I think. Is it Christmas? Yeah. Because they don't. Are they traveling somewhere for Christmas? I don't remember. I've never seen it. I've never seen Home Alone. What? I know. How is that possible? Well, I, I've never seen an episode of the Brady Bunch. No, really? Yeah. Okay, these are like weird yeah. cultural. The Brady Bunch. Jets. I think. I, I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life not watching the Brady Bunch, so that I can keep telling people that and have them go really. Because I like being mysterious. And that's like basically all I got at this point. I mean, I've been doing podcasts for the last 10 years. Everybody knows fucking everything about everything that I think and everything that happens to me all the time. The only air of mystery I have left is the fact that I haven't ever seen an episode of The Brady Bunch. Is that mystery or is that just ignorance? Well, I mean, it's it's rarity. Okay. Which corresponds to mystery in most except, dumb people's minds. Except that it, it, as you age, it becomes less rare. I guess that's true. Right. There's more and more people who've seen The Brady Bunch Are die. Dying. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Elfin says, not a question exactly, but you guys should check out the Sisra puzzle hunt going on this week. Sisra was my least favorite Thundercats antagonist. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because he was just like, my gender identity matches my biological sex. Grrr. Um, this is <laughs> Get not it? at all. It's like Mumra, except yeah. six. Yes. <laughs> you, uh, my, uh, you guys are breaking up pretty bad. In the last, all I heard of that was biological sex. Grrr. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all you needed. A friend of mine uh, was um, talking about a trivia contest that he recently entered, and the like the final round where you actually like bet points or whatever was <clears throat> Lord of the Rings character or IKEA furniture, which I think is a a good challenge round topic. Huh. Boromir. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's both. <laughs> Uh, I remember Jick saying that he liked the MIT hunt, but wished it were a bit easier. These are similar style puzzles, but most are more reasonable to solve with enough dedication and insight. Well, thanks, Elfin. I'll, I will check that out. I think uh, it's probably too late to actually participate in it this week. But uh. Uh, Wax says, he lists the uh, pieces of loathing, and then he says, seven out of seven pieces, no room for scuba gear if you have the full set. I guess it doesn't really matter if you take off the pocket square. Where did you guys come up with the idea that this set was going to be a thing? I think it's cool. It was a long time ago. Yeah. We conceived of the way that the sea was going to end uh, many years before we actually implemented. implemented the end. Yeah, I had I had a list of to do items that was all of the sea items for probably two years. Yeah, <laughs> two or more years. Yeah, I remember writing down that was the thing where you made a funny joke about math on my whiteboard, and I have a photograph of that whiteboard. I don't remember that when I well I had. It was many years ago that I wrote out the, I figured out what the pieces of gear were going to be and figured out a way to do, like, fairly class, like, class reasonable themed items that would combine in such a way that they could make a set, right? Like the fuzzy slippers and the big metal boots becoming a pair of fur-lined boots, right? right. Like, that kind of thing. Like, they all made some kind of sense. It wasn't just crazy, you know? Sure. Like, a belt and a belt buckle became a belt. <laughs> For instance. <laughs> Double buckle belt. Totally logical. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was more about, like, coming up with a satisfying thing for there to be in the, I mean, and also the art, the art for the Merkin stuff was that, that zone 
the container document was from like 2009. Yeah. Right? Like we had been working on it for a really long time. And like the way that the Gladiator stuff worked was just, it was crazy complicated and dissatisfying. Um, People still basically short circuit that. Don't do it. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, we, we, a lot of the time we will say, well, this might not be enjoyable for everybody, so let's let people level past it or whatever. Right. And then that just becomes the thing that most people do. And that's a little frustrating, but it's, a, you know, I, you know, it's nobody to blame but it us. It is I mean, having, yeah, having shortcuts built in just in case your content is, uh, <laughs> is not enjoyable, I think is totally reasonable. There is, I, I mean, this is not a spoiler because I'm not going to explain anything, but there is one fantastic shortcut that exists in this game that and no one has found. No yet. one has found and they may never. And that's great, but yep. it is fucking awesome. It is. It is pretty great. Uh, I eat food says whilst chilling in slash games, people like to point out abstract player names. Nine times out of 10, the account was played for a few days or so and then never logged into again. And has just sat for three to four years. Some have no equipment, no mall store and spent no turns. And were obviously created by somebody who'd already played as a lark. Now, while I hate the idea of going back to deleting accounts due to inactivity, I lost a three-year-old Diablo 2 account when I went to basic training. Surely there can be some sort of middle ground for this sort of thing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Werebear asks for that a lot, just because the namespace for available accounts is it's smaller and eroding, smaller. right? And, um... I mean, if there were some clever way that was not hugely labor-intensive to keep all of our records without... But, I mean, this is the thing. Like, to not delete accounts means we do not delete accounts, right? Like, somebody can come yeah. back... Somebody who created an account a year ago can come back a year from now and be able to pick up where they left off. So, here's a question. And that's... There's what some if, value in that. What if we were to add a system whereby we eventually, like if an account gets played for a couple days and then abandoned for a year, we put underscore fart at the end of the right. name. <laughs> right. or, or no, like dash fart. We put a thing that they can't type in there. And then if you oh. log on and there is that dash fart account, it says, hey, you know, it's cool that you're back. Uh, we thought you were gone so we gave your name to somebody else right Choosing if there account. isn't already an account that has that name minus the dash fart then we just give it back to them right but if it there is then we just make them choose a new name somebody is currently making an account that is fart dash fart dash fart dash well no fart, because you can't fart. put dashes in well they're just typing out the word dash okay fart dash <laughs> yeah, okay okay fair enough yeah good currently huh yes even before we've released this show well i mean currently is this weird amorphous thing right because they started making it like five minutes ago when we started talking about it in in their uh, relative time frame. Um, and for them, this conversation is really creepy. Uh, also, none of my questions, continues I Eat Food, ever have to do with programming like a lot of the guys do, so I offer these words to make myself sound more program savvy. Read them as if I was asking a question so listeners will think I'm uberlete. Adobe Audition. A-N-S-Y-S. Autodesk Animator. I guess that's like a robot jick. Robojick 5000. Content Management System. And the binary code from Bender's Big Score to travel back in time. 010010, 0111101, 1001101, 1001001. 
Also, when will Ghost Sock be back on the show? She really made the last one funny. That's right, it's a girl. Oh, I know. <laughs> Topology. Um, Adobe Audition, is that a thing? That was some sort of a sound, thing. it was like sound shop. Okay. Dude, I don't know, garage band. Um, the Benders, the Benders thing, all those numbers are symmetric. Palindromic. Yeah. yeah, and I was wondering if they were just making a hot stuff. A lot of people say that I'm the kind of guy that doesn't recognize when a sequence <laughs> of ones and zeros is palindromic, but I am here to tell you, yeah, I am not a guy who doesn't know Stanley when a sequence of ones and zeros is palindromic. Yeah, we should take that code down to the the mainframe at the Eureka Bakery. Do you do you feel like everything is uh, reducible to zeros and ones at a fundamental level, or are there point fives? in the world. I don't feel like binary is some fundamental property of the universe. So, okay. So no. Right. I think There's you could probably that essay that I didn't read about whether math is in the universe or whether it's, it's in like whether it's a thing that we discovered or whether it's a thing that we made. Yeah. And I didn't read it, so I don't know what their arguments are, but it's a complicated <laughs> question. That was that, that was sure. my most memorable high school argument that lasted for weeks. I was firmly in the camp of math being something that we create, not something that we discover in high school. I have not spent a lot of time thinking about it since then. Huh. I don't think, I don't think the idea of two plus two equaling four is something that is inherent in the universe, but that maybe that's wrong. Yeah. I mean, is there some fundamental difference between one rock and two rocks? I guess is the, is the, well, the crux of that question, right? Because it is, it is almost impossible to actually answer because, because we are asking it, we are bounded by our own mental frameworks, right? So the idea of trying to even ask this question means that we, that like, <clears throat> all of the constructions that that have caused our brains to arise and caused our thoughts to exist are what is like deciding whether we can even talk about this and you know math is one of those constructions that has come out of the this sort of biology and so it's impossible to really fundamentally answer this in any sort of meaningful way what but do you think riff Hmm. I mean, it, de- it seems to me like, yeah, I don't know. I think you have to really define what you mean when you say math, because, I mean, definitely if two objects exist and then, I don't know, there's a cliff slide and two more rocks roll down next to those previous two rocks, you then have four rocks sitting down there. But who is you? And well, the four rocks forming. exist down there. Well, what is a rock? Your gets knocked yeah. loose, and there's not really any fundamental difference between a grain of dust and a rock. Your, right? br- your brain has decided that there are four objects. Yeah, it's just not. like you're, you're looking at a pile of rocks and counting them, but you're only counting the ones you can see. Yeah. So it, it's like, hmm. yeah. right? Like, it's this is not an easy question. No, no, certainly not. I mean, I think that, you know, that, that, like there's the whole anthropic principle, right? Which is like the, the, the world, the universe is likely to be one that's going to produce things that can observe it. 
Because it exists. Well, because things that can observe it exist, right? right? Like, because it did produce things that can observe it, and that's the only way that could ever happen. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember only vaguely the whole anthropic principle and the weak anthropic principle and stuff like that. That was like a, yeah. that was like a almost, almost a whole semester of college. Maharito says, I'm surprised you didn't have a hobo monkey familiar hatchling at the perplexing door as one of the hot dog unlocker requirements. We could have met a railroad bull who says no to the hobo, mon, and maybe that would get us the thing that unlocks the bulldog, but only 10% of the time that you don't immediately just lose the familiar hatchling. Why are you not always dicks to us? Because, well, because I love you. Well, because I'm a, I'm a good player-based dad. Because Riff's not in charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've mellowed greatly in the past few years. <laughs> Yeah, you were you were like doing some shit to try to make some quests more friendly. I don't even understand. Yeah, I know, right? I must be getting old. Yeah, You're, this is what the player base is now. What you have instead of kids, it well, used to be what you had instead of an arch villain nemesis, and now it's what you have instead of a baby. Do you think? Yeah, do you think that you're maybe you're trying to like instill some sort of values in the player base in the hopes that they like that's right that's right people should be nice to each other and i'm trying to lead by example okay uh wvo quan says you guys said the upcoming clan dungeon is something that you just came up with and pushed out even though you've had other dungeons on the back burner for years i think the slime tube was created like this as well what other quests and big game features were birthed like this which were not do you think your best work tends to be stuff that was carefully deliberated over or stuff that was quickly quickly spat out I mean, stuff that is quickly spat out often incorporates things that have been brewing for a long time. So it's not, it's not that ready a distinction. We have like a big repository of ideas, many of which will probably never see the light of day, but you can always go back to them and they're always, because we write them down, they're sort of always there and we can like... But I mean, also because out. we thought of them, they're always part of who we are when we're thinking of something else, right? Sure. Like, it's, you know... I mean, a lot of the attributes of the world of word realms were disparate ideas that I had had for worlds and cosmologies and, and written down and just decided, oh, we're making this new world. I should use a bunch of these different things that I thought of in the past. But like... Uh, the Dog Delusion says, Hey, Jick, Riff, Hot Stuff, Joke, and Joke, Joke, what do they call an 8-pound, 6-ounce baby in England? A baby royale because of the metric system. What would you guys, given the chance, name England's new baby royale? Dick Baby 4000? Uh, hot Stuff, give me that uh, D6 that's at your elbow. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So flipping a coin. Okay. Oh, it landed on landed its edge. On its Good side. job. That was great. Dick Baby... 6,000. That is the name of the new royal baby. I'm, I'm, I hate to spoil it for you, but that's not what they chose. <clears throat> what did they choose? Uh, George Paul Ringo John? <clears throat> I think that's probably not true. It's George something, I think. Stinkoman87 says, If three of you were locked in a room in a death match, who would get out? We all would. We'd figure out a way to cooperate. We would break That's the right. fucking rules. We'd, we'd, we'd choose the solution to the prisoner's dilemma where everybody wins. We wouldn't light that match. Because <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Yeah. If somebody would give you a book of death matches, why would you just leave it there? <laughs> yeah. Lightwolf says, do you release world events whenever an idea strikes you, or do you try to informally schedule one a year? I mean, we certainly don't schedule them. Yeah, no, not... I mean, sometimes we'll we'll say you know, we'll we'll put this out 
in a couple of months in the gap in between thing X that we're planning to do and thing Y that we're planning to do. But Yeah, the trouble with doing stuff like that is that we always end up fucking up and not knowing how long anything is going to take to implement, and so then right. everything tends to come out in these clusters. Yeah. Which we refer to as cluster fucks. Right. I, yeah, I mean, like, between challenge paths and items of the month, we have a lot of very specific deadlines. Uh, CD Moyer primarily takes care of, like, the PvP seasons, but that's another thing. Yep. Then we've got like specific stuff like Crimbo that we have to think about. And then items of the year. There's the con item. There's a bunch of like stuff that like has like real world deadlines. And then we just try to fill in the rest of the time with stuff that we want to do. You know, like yep. sometimes that's quest revamps and sometimes that's new content and Yeah. Uh, new clan dungeon continues. Light Wolf does class matter? Yeah, uh, very much so in a lot of ways. Um, you can you can definitely have fun as any class, but there are there's going to be specific. Yeah, stuff. there are things that you can only do as specific classes, and there are things that you can only do as collections of specific classes. And uh, you know, it's not it is not as rough as Hobopolis in terms of like requiring specific configurations to really optimize. Although I say that only because I, I am not aware you're, of the specific configurations that are required. very long term too. Cause like <clears throat> it's going to be a while before people figure out there's a lot how of stuff works. Going yeah. on. There's a lot um, of new mechanics that it does not work in the same way as Hobopolis. Yeah. So it's, it is, I specifically set out and this, this might prove to be uh, an unpopular move, but I specifically set out to make something in this game where doing it as fast as possible in terms of turns was not the goal. Yeah. So this is a clan dungeon that there is no way to speed it up. It takes a number of turns. Well, it, it takes a number of monsters that you have to defeat, right? And each of them takes a turn. There are also non-combats. That's true. That's true. You, is, you have a lot more control over that than you do. You, might you eventually do. Like it's. Yeah. I'm really, I am really pleased with this, and I hope that. I hope that it bears out. I hope that it, yeah. I hope yeah. that people actually like. Like I hope that this is actually like, an evolution of what we're doing, rather than just like some weird thing that I'm trying to do that everybody's going to hate. Um, does avatar class matter? I think that we are locking out avatar classes. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think we have to because otherwise it just becomes even more impossible than usual to design boss fights. I think that we will allow big, and maybe some other like oh, challenge yeah, yeah. paths that don't really. Well, anything anything where you are seal club or turtle tamer, possum man or sorcerer, just go band of the accordion yeah. thief can can go in. But I don't. So think if you that, actually have a new class, yeah, I don't think avatars are going to be able to go in. Is being level twenty five really important, or just having two hundred stats for equipment and <laughs> enough stat potions? What are they? What are they doing? They're they're testing a lot of the bosses at like level twenty ish with a lot of potions. Twenty and to twenty five is like, what we're testing at, yeah. and some of them are some of them are not that bad once you understand how things work, and some of them are pretty tricky. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like anything else, right? Like you can either spend money on consumables or you can be a higher level, right? Like yeah. that's just how this game kind of works. There, so um, having two hundred stats for equipment is potentially not going to be adequate yeah <laughs> um, so yeah this clan dungeon does a lot of things that 
violate a lot of our violate a lot of precepts of KML um, in ways that are interesting. Does the new clan doesn't have avatar potion drops? It does not at this point. That's that's tricky. Tricky, (laughs) yeah, because it's it's like Hobopolis in that there are in a lot of case. Well, in every case, there is a monster that has one of X pictures for what that monster is. Right, like people don't think of it like this, but Hobopolis only has six monsters in it. Well, plus bosses. Well, yeah. So, yeah, sure, plus bosses. But, like, there are all of those pictures, and the name generators make it seem like you're fighting a whole bunch of different things, but there are only six monsters. So, you know, we could put a drop that was contingent on us. Like, we could. You know, there are drops from the chums that oh, are the tied pictures. to the picture, right? Which is, <laughs> I don't know that anybody, I mean, surely they do. Surely, surely they've figured that out. Right. But... You know, I just thought it was kind of cool because they're not anything important, right? Well, they're and just also like... because to a player, it's not immediately obvious that these are the same the same monster yeah. in our database, right? Yeah, I guess monster ID is not exposed. With the factoids, it becomes more much obvious. clearer because yeah. we actually give them a list, right? Yeah. We give them a, we we give them a view of the monster table. Uh, would you ever do a clan dungeon, continues Lightwolf, or future zones or future world events like the Crackpot Mystic Psychosis Jar in that your base stat is capped so outstatting things is not trivial? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked about that as a as a way of making things interesting. Yep. Regardless of the crazy spread that people can can arrive at in their, their leveling. I was thinking how cool it would be to take some of the boss fight mechanics that we've come up with for this dungeon and combining them into some freakish combination of boss fight mechanics where you had to just satisfy a bunch of stuff all at the same time. Hmm. It'd be really hard. I feel like there are probably some pairs of bosses in this not. dungeon that are mutually exclusive sure. in terms of ability to sure. deal with them. Scully Angel says, is there some pop culture reference that you'd like to see in the game but just haven't found a good spot for? It never, ever starts from that. Like, it, the, the, the things that people describe as our pop culture references are, like, when we, we need something to be a thing mechanically, and then we just have to write a joke about it. For I instance, about- today, I wrote a series of jokes that were about the numbers from 1 to 12. Yeah. And you were like, God, finally. Because you did them in reverse order. Yeah. Um, I feel like Scott Pilgrim was something that we wanted to reference but it wasn't like urgent per se like it was timely but yeah do you know what I mean like that's the thing where we found a place for it sure but it also if, if we hadn't yeah. done it it's not I mean like I guess again that's cared. like Scully comes at it from that direction a lot of the time he's like hey let's you know like with with the space quest he had played Bioshock and he was like I want to do something that's like Bioshock in KOL and you know then tried and, and I mean he sort of ran into like the reason that I never tried to make anything that was like Bioshock in KOL because it just kind of doesn't work that way right you don't there's not much exploration that happens in KOL of spaces there's exploration of mechanics there's there's exploration of intent but not so much you know what's over in this corner as opposed to what's over in that corner because our zones don't have corners all of our zones are the insides of spheres uh scully angel continues what was the first video game you each remember playing i Mm. played my dad 
held me up when I was too short to play Pac-Man so that I could play Pac-Man and let me play one of his guys. But I thought that I was the red ghost and not the, the yellow Pac-Man. And That's so cool. I, I somehow internalized right away how a joystick worked and that I was moving a dude on the screen. Like there was, and it just happened to correspond. Yeah, I just, I just for whatever reason assumed that I was the red guy because like, oh, red, that's me. Red is the red is the number one color. Yeah, that's the first color that a culture develops a word for. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. So I mean, I had to have been three when that happened it's a cool memory to have it is yeah I hope I didn't just manufacture it well I mean by remembering it once you've changed it so (laughs) what about you hot stuff I'm trying to remember it's I mean I I don't know I don't know what the actual like factual one is one of the earliest games I remember playing was uh, either Snipes or Sopwith but I don't remember which one. Oh, like on the PC? Yeah, I mean, the the, I, the earliest... Wow, shit, maybe... It's possible that I played Atari games before hmm. that, but I don't honestly remember. I had an Atari long before I had a computer. We had, like, we had a giant portable compact that was, like, you know, the size of a modern, like, a modern giant suitcase where the keyboard folded up in front of the screen and... Um, disk drives and stuff but I don't remember you know that was we probably had an Atari before that so you're you're probably right I probably played Atari games before that and I don't remember what they were so probably combat combat was probably my first video game Riff we we had a uh uh, a Pong console, not like the actual brand name Pong it was like one of those 10-in-1 tennis simulators that you hook up to your TV. I don't know for certain if that was before or after my memories of the the Pizza Hut that had a centipede machine though. Hmm. Hmm. I played I played a fair bit of centipede a couple weeks ago at uh, California Extreme. Yeah. I don't I can't get into centipede. I like I didn't yeah. ever really like it when I was a kid. And I think it was because it was just it was kind of hard. Like, mm-hmm. I tended to like games that were a good value for the quarter, which is why oh. I fucking hated Robotron right. as a kid, but I have You've since, come to love it. yeah, I have since come to really love it. I went, we went to the Musée Mécanique uh, a couple days ago, and I was just like, I'm not going to look at the scores, I'm just going to put in a quarter and see if I can get the high score on this Robotron machine. Totally fucking did. I was nice. Like, nice. Yeah. And then my mom was all impressed, and she gave me a high five. <laughs> Um, also, your mom was visiting this festival. Yeah, my mom, was, my mom was in town. It was great. Um, ah, fucking Robotron is so good, though. I finally understand. I finally understand. It wasn't, Don't it wasn't, shoot the people. Well, no, you can't shoot the people. You can't? No. You should? But you, the people are what you... The people are the important thing. Well, right. But you can't the, shoot them? Score multiplier, no. Huh. They Only the brutes kill them, except for women. The women in the pink dresses, those brain guys will turn them into crazy monster women huh. um, that might be true of everything is I think that always been afraid to shoot towards them because I was always no, you can't be them. Uh, you can't it's ah, the Interesting. Game is, is such a good game I have Robo- not played a lot of it Robotron clearly. 2084 is such a fucking good game and I and I took me so long to come to that realization because I hated it as a kid because you put a quarter in and you play for like 10 seconds and it was and it was over right. but like it is a it is a game that gives you it, it gives you extra guys really liberally so like skill Skill relates to playtime on one quarter in a very 
exaggerated way, um, which that's a choice that you know the designers made. I think, and and it's it's one that like if if I had been sixteen when that was in the arcades as opposed to nine. Right. It would have been a different thing, right? Because if I was like, oh, well, all I have to do is go work at Pizza Hut for another hour, and then I can play this game 20 times, it would have been a different thing than, like, I have four quarters, and so I need to make those quarters last as long as possible, because if I go ask my dad for more quarters, he may or may not give me any. Right. Right. So it's like, ah, man, video games. My entire clan, continues Scully Angel, is pretty excited about the prospect of a new clan dungeon, so yay clan dungeon. What music do you suggest to go with the upcoming dungeon? I mean, I wouldn't want to have my background music clashing with the rest of the atmosphere. I would say Castlevania soundtrack. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Monster Mash. Okay. That's pretty funny. Uh, F says, I present a possible solution for your San Fran internet. I work remotely for a company and just spent two weeks working from beach while getting a sweet tan. I pre-purchased or I purchased a prepaid Verizon 4G LTE hotspot for $99.99 and paid whatever it was for 10 gigs a month of bandwidth. I was amazed at the upload and download speeds. I peaked at 10 megabits up and down consistently. Bouncing between San Francisco and Phoenix would make this more beneficial also. I checked the both locations at four, uh, full 4G LTE coverage. Uh, also, please don't ever do that podcast sign-off again from 718. I think that was the Video Games Taco Creepy Binding of Isaac yeah. music sound. So we looked into it, and it's 90 bucks a month for 10 gigs, yeah. which we would exhaust in seconds. Yeah, that, that, the problem is, for one person, that might make sense, but for four people, all of whom are downloading Steam games constantly, <laughs> like, yeah. that goes real fast. I mean, we both, both Jick and I downloaded 10 gigs just in one game each this past week, and I think they just cut you off. I like they don't have overage charges. Yes, yeah, there's no overage charges. I think the data just stops, stops. working after 10 gigs. Yeah. so that would suck. So that doesn't that does not work for us. So keep keep coming up with ideas, and we'll keep listening. Lilac says, I didn't want to necro my making combat's more desirable thread, but here's something in the same vein. Now the turn gen is so much higher, have you considered exploring the You Lose X adventure space for high complexity skills or items of the month? The best example I can think of is a skill that forces a non-combat or super likely non-combat if you're eligible for one, but costs two to the N or three to the N adventures to cast, where N is the number of times you've used it today. Uh, this could pro provide an interesting trade-off between day count and turn count. See also, losing a bunch of each substat for every cast. Yeah, those are interesting things. Um, we have not done that as a ascension relevant mechanic yeah we've never really i mean you know there are a lot of things that the game allows you to trade turns for right. but they're all fairly simple right and not like they're all of immediate clarity of usefulness to a new player right i can turn a turn into some muscle i can turn a turn into some meat Right, so like, say I can turn a turn into forcing drops from a monster is not a thing that they will necessarily understand the value of. Um, I mean, we we sort of explore this. Not it's not as a skill, I guess, but it, we explore this in the 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 hot dog stand, where you are trading the possibility of using a better food consumable for the ability to yeah, force... For a more interesting food consumable. Well, for the ability to force, like, a semi-rare, for example, right? Like... Yep. And that's... 
I mean, and all well, and also the potential resource cost of setting that up, and the social cost of being in a clan where somebody's going to screw you and stuff like that. I mean, there's, right. it, yeah, I think it is. I think the way that we are we are sort of approaching that is is also interesting, but doing it directly is another lever that we haven't really used yet. And so you know, Lila, the the, the stuff that you guys were talking about on the most recent uh, first episode of the Diamond Radio program, I am interested. Yeah, in your I'm newsletter. like. I'm basically on board with a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you suggested would be interesting because it's like I mean you you sort of I feel like you guys kind of understand how I operate in in the sense of like you were proposing something that would make the game better for you guys while also making it more better for casual players and then also saying well okay so monster levels should provide more challenge but not randomly in the way that Jake would be predisposed to doing it where it just randomly applies you know giant or vicious or whatever to as 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 sort of prefixes to to monsters but in a predictable way that would become a part of a resource management resource management puzzle as opposed to like you know just just extra rng added to the run but yeah i I feel like you are you are like laying groundwork in your head for a, a revamp on that scale. Yeah, and once and once uh, you know once this dungeon is done, and maybe once we're that might be a thing to do during the Crimbo Challenge Path season. While right, you know, I mean, this year's Crimbo Challenge Path might just be you can only use three familiars, like whatever the first or three familiars you use in a run are the ones that you have for the rest of that run like just something yeah. you know something simple like that um to where it won't really matter right um but yeah we'd also you know toss around the idea of like we could do these fundamental revamps in the same way that we did ns13 which is like all this code is live and we can just sort of flip a bit and then your run you know if you're on the dev server is this way like we could just say like hey lilac would you want to do a run for us where we change the rules according to these formulas and just see how it plays because we don't fucking know like we don't know what it's like to be you <laughs> that we, we we maybe god forbid we ever have to walk a mile in your shoes then we really might know what it's like to stab a dick <laughs> um yeah i like that, that idea ever, i like that ever, idea though last, ever allowing people drunk. To volunteer to be yeah. a suicide squad for crazy changes. HKC says, Jake, you've often talked on the radio about wishing some part of the game was different, but feeling like you can't change it now. Seems like it makes you sad. It does make me sad, a lot of things like that, but it is stupid for me to feel sad. Like, it's it's not... Some things, yes, some things, no. The, the things that are patently better that no one would complain about if that had always been the way, that... That's me. sad, but it but it is just a, it is a failure in us, right? Like it's not it's not a failure that we need to beat ourselves up over because it, because it is a failure owed to our inability five years ago to predict the future, well, right? Which is not a character flaw, right? Like that's just a, <laughs> that's just the human condition. But it, it, like uh, anyway, he continues. Have you considered something like a Jixway path? The core changes in the Jixway path. Anything can change at any time. Any path-specific items or quest items and path-specific spells cannot be fer- kind of permed, therefore completionists can settle down. No leaderboards, therefore dick stabbers can put the rusty ice picks down and get, get with the prom queen for a dirty weekend. I'd like to try that path, and I'd come back to it now and then to see how things had changed. I bet I'm not alone. 
that's you wouldn't you would not update that over time i wouldn't and it's not the kind of it's not the kind of thing that is worth the work that it would be to do right because it's the way that kol is structured that would be counter to sort of what jick's sensibilities are in the sense that like he wants to make changes that benefit the most number of people and, and sort of generate in an ideal world generate the most happiness right like and so putting putting things that he thinks would be better in this relatively small hole of a at, at some point outdated old challenge right path. it doesn't make anybody happy like yeah. it's not yeah slash Kamai says i was wondering why we can't rotate the hedge maze puzzle to the left and the right well it's because that's not how the puzzle works like that's just you know it was designed a specific way same reason the 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 wheel in the pyramid only goes one direction. It's it's because, the same way where if you play Tetris, but you don't realize that you can rotate them both ways. You just no, I realize that way. I can rotate them both ways. I've just internalized one particular right. set of rotations as the one that I can do fast in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like exactly. It's, same way here. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't that rotate was, both ways. I, I think that fundamentally that makes it so we will never we be world-class Tetris players. Sure. But it allowed us to get better than most people at Tetris, yeah. and that's fine with us. <laughs> uh, Stinkoman87 says, since the argument about it is in another thread, or since the argument about it in another thread looks like it won't end anytime soon, what do you think of people donating and run to save polls? As a couple weeks ago, we pretty much said everything that we have to say about this. Like, I'm... <sighs> this, is gonna sound, this is gonna sound crazy and paranoid, but I feel like there is a certain amount of stuff going on on the forums occasionally now that is not necessarily People primarily an effort to just to ruckus. bait us into saying something that they can get mad about. But yeah, I feel like that's like ascribing a lot of intent where maybe just people. I think I think that ruckuses. some of that intent is there. Huh. Some of it is imagined. Some of it is imagined, but not a hundred percent of it is imagined. And like, I. I have gained a lot in my life from being forthcoming with how I feel about things, but I have not gained much from deliberately courting controversy. And so hmm. I think as I get older, I am just less interested in arguing and more interested in discourse. And so I can kind of see the threads that are likely to become arguments versus the threads that are likely to become conversations and just you know i just don't i don't want to get involved in that conversation i have i'm i'm on record as saying everything that i think about the issue of donating and run and i just you know it's i can only be too verbose in my replies and give people something to latch onto that distracts from huh. the thrust and I, you know, thrust, thrust. Florence says, once you're done with Avatar's Sneaky Pete challenge path, could we get Avatar of insert asymmetric employee paths? I imagine the Avatar oh. of Jick breaking his fast with something in a ramekin of nuts, <laughs> killing lots of skeletons and getting increasingly sweeter swords and getting more powerful around 11 drunkenness. Avatar of Riff can only eat salad dressing. <laughs> Avatar of Hot Stuff has to spend its first eight turns every day working out. Not every every day. It's every other day. 
Uh, Clornex says, now that Asymmetric is never doing San Diego Comic Con again, have you ever cons- have you considered Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle? It's generally in late March, and while it is the same convention center as PAX, it isn't nearly as unwieldy huge as PAX or San Diego, still by no means a small con. While it's more focused on comics than SDCC is these days, it does have a visible and supported presence of gaming stuff. Also, since I live around here, I totally buy you guys some beers if you came. They even had an official convention beer last year that I heard was good if you like pale ales. Seriously, though, it's a con with its own beer. You should totally come. I don't know that a presence at any con that is not specifically a video game thing and that we specifically have something to do there at is likely. Booths are... A huge amount of work. Yeah. Dubious gain as a result of that work. And they take... The the main problem is that they just take time. Like, if we had gone to Comic-Con this year... The clan dungeon, dungeon the clan dungeon would be two months late somehow. I don't know what the mechanism is by which spending two weeks on something causes something else to be two but months late, it but it would have. Two weeks though. It's like you know, the week of Comic Con is just lost, plus at least a week beforehand prepping stuff and getting things ready, and then we also have to get to and from San Diego with all the display materials and merchandise and stuff. Yeah, so there are just days of getting set up to even be able yeah, to work. It's, and, yeah, it's, and then it costs tens of thousands of dollars. Like, it's, it is just... <clears throat> it is so hard to justify that. I mean, so, like, the idea of doing something up in, up in Pacific Northwest seems great, except for the fact that it would take 26 hours to drive there from Phoenix, you know, and we can't... Unless we just go there with nothing and fly. Yeah, the only reason that we were ever able to do Comic-Con... Like, we would never have been able to, like, go through the normal channels. We would never have been able to go through the normal channels to have a booth at Comic-Con. Like, if we had 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 to actually ship stuff there and pay the union dudes to load it into the booths, we would have... It would have never occurred to us that it was reasonable to spend that kind of money. It was like the fact that we could just load up the pickup truck that we already have, drive over there sort of just drop everything onto the curb before the parking attendant right. can start can call the cops to get us towed away. We got we cut so many leave. corners yeah, and like even then just, it still costs tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So it's like like we would rent we would rent a vacation rental from sort of un unwitting San Diego residents who didn't realize that Comic-Con was a big deal and that has just become impossible over yeah, the past like over years. time they've just started to realize like oh we could charge four times as much for this and someone would still pay it yeah like, and so I mean we just got we didn't get price like we could do it right like it, but it's just it just has made less and less sense every year to do it and and it's also like if it was still just super fun yeah. for us that would be one thing right like if, if, if it was still just like a thing where it's like oh you know I mean Money is for making us happy, so like, you know, like, let's let's keep doing this. But like, it just got to be a chore. It was well, yeah. so not just the chore thing. Like when we first we attended Comic Con one year before we started exhibiting, and it was awesome. Like there were no like we got into every panel that we wanted to see. There yeah. were not there were no lines for. 12 hours beforehand stretching out for a mile outside or whatever you know like it's the same kind of reason that I'm less excited about going back to Dragon Town because it's just it's just getting too large for the space that it it has you know it's 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 frustrating that like these 
<clears throat> it's not that I hate things that are popular. It's that, like, it was awesome when it was less well attended. It was awesome when you could participate in it without having to, like, dedicate hours to the logistics of participating yeah. in it. That's the... I mean, I, mean, I kind of wonder if Disneyland is the same way, right? Like, the idea of going to Disneyland is exciting to me a little bit, but then I think, well, but I'm going to spend half of my time there just waiting in line. So I wish that I lived near enough to Disneyland that I could get a season... I would buy a season pass to Disneyland, mm -hmm. and I would go to Disneyland twice a week, an hour before they closed. Oh, because, because it's like super that hour where yeah, you are just running great. from ride to ride, and it's like that every day. Like in the hour before Disneyland closes, that's what every day is like there. Every time I've ever gone, it's been like, fuck yeah, let's ride Indiana Jones three times in a row and then go do the Haunted Mansion <laughs> a couple times. Like, yeah. it's fucking great. Sure, like, that's true. It, and, and I don't know what it is. Like, it, I think our, our sensibilities are such that we just don't, we would rather do something that was three quarters as much fun for an hour than spend 45 minutes in line and then do 15 minutes worth of twice as much fun, right? Like, it, it, there's just, yeah, I don't know. I have not been to a panel at Comic-Con in five years yeah. because yeah, I yeah. hate waiting in just line. Just gave up on it. Like, be, because you're waiting in line for the chance of getting into right. something if it's not yeah. already fucking full by the time you get up there and it's like, eh, People no. camping out in right. the all the morning ones because there's one in the afternoon that they want to yeah. see. Yeah, and so they just it's, sit in the room the entire time and yeah. you know, it's, it's like, you go in and it's like, no, I'm sorry, the, I, this chair is reserved by my fart stench that I've put there where a jacket would normally go because my imaginary fat girlfriend is going to sit here once I meet her in between <laughs> these two panels. And I'm like, thanks, Comic-Con attendee guy. You're a real swell dude. Okay, guys, uh, let's pee and get another beer and then record a video games hot dog. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay. Good night, everyone. Have a great week, everybody. See you.